Welcome back to another episode of Below the Dot Podcast, where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation, every throwback Thursday from the Degrassi Black Hole. I am your co-host, Terry McGregor. I'm your other host, Chris Sharp. And today we are recapping season three, episode 10, titled Never Gonna Give You Up. But before we get into our usual segment of trivia for Terry, we want to take a moment to include a trigger warning regarding today's episode as it covers sensitive topics. Yes. So most every other episode, I remind you guys that Degrassi does continue to go there. In this episode, we're going to discuss the topic of partner abuse. We're not going to use any clips from the scenes of abuse, but we are going to still discuss it. So if hearing about partner abuse may trigger you, I'm just advising you that I um, to skip this week's episode and tune back in next week for a delicious cup of mess that I'm very excited to discuss then. Of course, we obviously respect it if you need to. So go ahead and do what you got to do to protect yourself. Also, I just want to clarify that I was a little distracted when I read that because my cat is over here rubbing his tail against the microphone. So sorry (laughs) if some of my sound is a little bit off because that's Felix's fault. Sorry. (laughs) Yes. Well, welcome, everyone. And this is where we'll get into some trivia for Terry. Hopefully these pets don't act up today because Rue is in here as well. And as you heard before we got on, I told her in or out. And she decided to stay in. So we shall mm. see if that lasts. She's going to cut up. I already, I can <laughs> feel it just like Felix is. I know Rue and Felix on the same page. And while we're on the subject of animals, before we get to the trivia, I just want to say that my child is now conspiring against me with the animals. Um, I'll kick my dog out of the room and because she's begging. And I'm like, you got to go because this is not acceptable behavior. She did not beg until we unfortunately had a child who just hands her food. And so what does my <laughs> child do now? Well, Penny's sitting on the other side of the gate. My child walks over to the gate and starts giving Penny food through the gate. <laughs> She's just helping out her first sibling for real, for real. I'm, I'm so sick of this. I feel <laughs> attacked. All right. So for some trivia for this week, my first question is, which role does Hazel play or act in the play? Mm, what the heck is she doing she's next to marco so who is that i know y'all can hear me drinking i'm trying not to choke on something that i ate two seconds ago too who is she what is what is hazel doing is she a friend a partner she is a nurse oh my god (laughs) sometimes they are very nice enough that they do act like your friend she was sitting down all calmly so i'm just like oh this is someone else but i guess i'm just i was assuming that because terry was the mother but go off (laughs) mama god what a (laughs) what a great play all right um what print does spinner have on his boxers when he gets de-pantsed are they red hearts it is good job Look at me go. Clapping my hands, not my cheeks for uh, <laughs> listeners to my other podcast. 
Um, that's hilarious because I, you would have thought that Spinner would have learned not to wear track pants to school, but here we you are. Know, he doesn't. He never does. If you know, you know. We discussed it in that earlier episode. Track pants is we not have. the wave. It's not. <laughs> well, this is the part of the show where we normally will get into some of Terry's tidbits. However, based on the subject matter of this episode, there really wasn't anything outside of the norm like i honestly didn't even see them post about if they edited it much out of this episode or not um so yeah don't really have much to discuss today all i have to say is for all our listeners uh young or older you know love doesn't look like this so if you are sticking around and there are some things that look similar to you i suggest taking a note of that and figuring out how to proceed because that's what rick is demonstrating this episode is not what love looks like um and you deserve better so that's all i have because i know way too many people that have been affected by partners like this in my lifetime and you know gross to those partners it out right exactly yeah. um i guess i did have a tidbit myself i'm not terry but i got a tidbit the title of this episode is never gonna give you up by rick astley and so I was wondering to myself, because I'm like, oh, it's by Rick. So Rick. And then I went, but <gasps> also if it had anything to do with the fact, I don't think it did. I think they just used the title, like, never going to give you up. That's really why I think they did it. But I was just reading into shit. And because a really popular term back earlier was about, like, Rick rolling people, also known as, like, a bait and switch. So people would, like, be like, <sighs> to this blah 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 then they bait and switch you'd click it and it would be something from that song you would get rick rolled but my answer was no being rick rolled had nothing to do with this episode because it became a popular internet trend dated back to 2007 which was after the show had originally aired and so obviously i think that the song is just because it's called never gonna give you up and the title kind of reflects what goes on with Rick and Terry in this episode. That's so interesting that you point that out because the one fact that I saw on the fandom, like wiki, is that the original title for the episode was something else. Hmm. It was like Wild Boys or something like that. Wild Boys, Wild One or something like that. So it'd be interesting if they changed it to that because of the Rick, though. I could see that. Let's see. Now I'm curious. Yeah, it was Wild Something. There was like three facts. It was the name of the song, the original name, and then something else. Yes, the original title of this episode was Wild Boys. No sure. Mm-hmm. Not sure what Wild Boys is. Wild Boys right. song. Um, this is a Machine Gun Kelly song, but I'm pretty sure that's not where they're going with that. Right. Mm. I could also see them thinking twice about that title because like the storyline for Spinner and JT fit that, but I don't know how fitting yeah. it was for like the Rick storyline. That doesn't really seem like good, you know? Yeah. I think that that was probably something as a nod towards the Spinner and and uh, JT storyline. But right. anyway, we can go ahead and get started with our recap. So Let's get into it. We are opening scene. We get to see the great tens putting um, together. They're gathering in the gymnasium. When I guess Mr. Armstrong is teaching math because how is this area available? Then I realized actually after I took that note that they're not in the gymnasium. They are in the multi or not like a multi-purpose room. They're in the auditorium. So they're in the auditorium. And Marco gives an exasperated glance when he overhears 
Terry's over-the-top interaction with Rick. Um, he's then joined by a group with Rick, Jimmy, Hazel, and Terry. He wrote a script for the group to perform, and because he already wrote it, he does not want to direct. He would rather act in it. Jimmy says, well, that's cool. I don't want to act, so I'm going to direct. Rick uses this as an opportunity to pompously imply that he's meant for the position of director because his mom attended a theater school for 10 years. But then I'm like, did she attend there for 10 years? Because that, like, you didn't get any work? Right. Um, And also, so no, maybe- you're literally just a control freak. <laughs> right. But I'm like, so maybe, like, she worked there for 10 years? I don't know. His he thinks he's meant for it because his mother's in this business allegedly. Right. Yeah. Did but she really teach him everything she knew? Well, apparently, and apparently she didn't know shit based off of Terry's acting in this episode. But we're not there yet. <laughs> it is raining side eyes between both Marco and Jimmy because Rick is a damn weirdo. Jimmy awards the lead role to Terry, and she ends up hugging him in gratitude. And now Rick is the one giving side eyes. He is very visibly unhappy with Terry. And she instantly picks up on this and she suggests, well, maybe I'll just be your assistant. And he encourages her, no, 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 act. But the seed of self-doubt has already been planted within an already dying tree of insecurity for Terry. That was Mm -hmm. like really deep. It was really deep. Basically, y'all have been along the ride with us. Terry been insecure. Yeah. Well, any, and honestly, a lot of the times that we have a Terry storyline, it's negative and it has something to do with her insecurities or something that she's struggling with. Right. Um, so we, like, that's pretty much what we know about Terry. So this does not help at all having um, a partner like Rick who they just literally started dating and is already doing this kind of stuff. But yeah. here we and are. I mean, there, that's, that is what unfortunately abusive people do they kind of pick up on your insecurities as rick Mm. has done and he's about to play that like a fiddle in this episode with terry which is just really sad to see that happen to her the group is practicing their scene which includes marco groaning in a bed for his mother he's literally like mama i might even include it in the clip i don't know look we talk about terry's acting though but what about marco (laughs) that's a valid statement okay you have one line and it's terrible (laughs) Mama. <laughs> okay, I hear what you're saying there. Um, Terry responds to his like groan with some terrible acting, and Jimmy tries to give her some constructive feedback when Rick overshadows his advice with a suggestion to focus on her breathing. Mama. Yes, son. I am here. Jimmy and Marco are so like stunned by how horribly this has turned. Rick smugly tells Jimmy that his job is difficult, but, you know, he'll figure it out. As if Rick is not the one making his life harder. It's great. So with our plot B, this is an episode that every single time I talk about how much I hate JT, I think about this episode. Like, this is the one time where, like, Spinner had a point. He's better be dead wrong. He was dead wrong season <laughs> one. He was dead wrong season two. He was dead wrong season three. We're going to talk about it next episode because he says something in the next episode. And I'm like, you know, Spinner agrees with you. You know, he's wrong. This is the one time he, you know, broken clock right twice a day. 
he has a new job. Um, he's telling Craig all about his job at the dot. He's being allowed to serve on probation, but things aren't going so well because he ordered a ham sandwich and you brought him a hamburger. Yeah, but he's Okay, but I do want to say that I included this clip because this one time when I was in college, I went to IHOP with a group of friends. And you know, first of all, college students, if you're not rich, you broke. And so we mm -hmm. were all broke. And we went to IHOP with a group of broke bitches, which was mistake number one for me. <laughs> one of the broke bitches ordered her meal and they brought her the wrong dish, but she ate it anyway. Oh, no. And then when the bill came, she told the server that she brought the wrong side item, which was sausage, instead of the bacon that she had ordered. She should not have had to pay for the bacon. And so this experience added to my list of reasons why I will not go out to eat with just anyone because people are trifling. But what do y'all think? Or what do you think? I should ask our listeners, too. Yeah. Should she have no. paid for that bacon? Yeah. She, cause she ate, she did eat the sausage. She ate it. Like, especially if it's the same price, if there's a price difference that I'd be like, nah, you need to give me the lesser price. But right. also, I mean, I'm, and I'm terrible at that. Cause I would have just ate it and not said anything. Like I really will right. do a lot to not send my food back unless I absolutely have to. But if I'm not going to eat it, I'm just going to be like, Hey, replace this. And they probably would have just let her have both. Honestly, if she spoke up for free. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Anyway, so Spinner and Craig happenstance upon JT and Paige, and they're, like, laughing at her locker. Craig encourages Spinner to tell JT to get lost, for which he does. JT is so annoyingly childish because then he starts copying everything Spinner <laughs> is saying. And Spinner's like, dude, this, like, this drives me nuts. And he's like, nah, dude, this drives me nuts. And he just he's, he's going back and forth. And JT really just knows how to get on Spinner's nerves. But mm -hmm. it makes me want to choke the shit out of him, too. Like, it does. That's so funny because the way I read it is just that Spinner and JT are both childish. And I don't know why Paige wants either of them in her life. <laughs> okay. That is an accurate statement. Because also my thing is he knows this bothers you and that's why he's doing it. So stop being bothered by it. Absolutely. And you would think that someone that's supposed to be equivalent to like a school, a school bully would have something that wouldn't take him off like that. Like you think he'd have a comeback for everything. But why is it so simple to piss you off? <laughs> right. That that was it. That was your kryptonite spinner. Come on. I'm going to like he's so simple. So it, you're absolutely right. I mean, for what it's worth. Spinner has shown time and time again that he is not worth Paige. Mm hmm. And neither is JT. Paige deserves to be single. Right. And, and that is not an insult. Single and happy and free. Exactly. Doing what she wants to. I could appreciate, though, that Spinner recognizes why JT is in her life and, like, the significance he plays for Paige because he, like, kind of helped her with her situation last season. Um, so I appreciate the growth there. Also think Craig has a lot of nerve to be pushing up on Spinner to be telling him to tell someone to back off of their partner when he is literally <laughs> on someone else last episode, that's not his partner. So who's mm. telling Craig that? Nobody. Mm. And that's the problem. Nobody. Nobody. Not at all. We'll put a pin in this till next episode. But just mm. know Craig is dead wrong. Because the way we're going to come back to it. And I'm going to drag y'all problematic fave for filth. All right. <laughs> so anyway, JT says a passive aggressive little remark and he leaves. And Spinner please with Hazel or with Paige, please just let that little lap dog loose. And Paige is like, mm, no, maybe y'all just need some male bonding. 
which ends up being our plot B for the episode. Whatever. Um, back to plot A. Rick is inquiring about Terry's long-standing friendship with Jimmy, and she feels compelled to ensure him that Jimmy and I are just friends, and I only have eyes for you, Rick. Jimmy oversees them from inside the classroom, and he mimics gagging to himself because Jimmy knew. They're nauseating. No, he's nauseating. What? What, Rick doesn't creep you out? Yeah. Hazel agrees that Rick is a little odd, but she's trying to be a supportive friend to, and keep her negative thoughts to herself, which we did highlight last episode. She a mm-hmm. real one. Yeah, she really is uh, one of Terry's stronger friends. And honestly, just I'll talk about a little bit later when we get to, but just like everyone's stronger friend, because she points out a lot of crap that people do not realize is going on in their life or like helps Mm -hmm. them get to something very like realize something very important in their life. Mm -hmm. I agree. Hayes will be a real one. and She does not get the flowers like she deserves. Right. Um, interesting note. They were talking on um Reddit about obviously how they continue to do the black characters wrong. They really just recycle a lot of content in there over and over again. But you know, though I'm doing the black characters wrong is evergreen content. And um mm-hmm. one of the things that came up was who should have had the racist storyline or the Islamophobic storyline. And I put Terry's name in the hat because I think <sighs> I mean, all we ever talk about is our insecurity and stuff like that. And, I mean, we give Spinner everything. Paige had a lot that season. They could have thrown Terry a little bit of racism, I feel. And she yeah. was racist. Remember when she said the comment about, do you think they're bald under there? Like, we could have given <gasps> that to her. That's so true. And it's like, again, because they were only giving her these insecure storylines because she was a bigger character and not even big you know what i mean like she's Mm -hmm. very average size and they were really just focusing on the obvious with her yeah she was definitely she had problematic tendencies sometimes so that is a very good point could have given that her anyway Mm -hmm. so after school uh rick is giving everyone advice which terry later demonstrates that he should have kept his mouth shut and because he just ruins everything for them honestly but whatever it's time to order. So Terry wonders aloud, hmm, I kind of think I want a burger. But Rick is like, mm, weren't you just craving a salad yesterday? Does anyone really crave salad? <laughs> Valid question, Marco. Have, do you crave salads? I was just going to say, not a healthy salad, that's for sure. Never <laughs> once have I ever. Right. If I'm going to eat a salad, it's absolutely not healthy. And it has 10 different toppings. So, Like, never. But okay. Anyway. <laughs> Spinner pranked JT with a fake love note written by JT to Mr. Raditz. So now the prank war is beginning. Spinner tells JT that if he would just stop hanging around, then he wouldn't have to mail bond with him. I don't know what Spinner expected to happen from like the class clown of JT. Like we know who JT is. Did you, did you really think you were going to win this battle? Right. Right. Prankster. Like again, I don't know how real this is, but how many times have they mentioned him being like a comedian? You know what I mean? Like wanting to do all these things based on his character of being like a prankster. So nice try. But Spinner doesn't think so. Here we are. Later that day, (laughs) Spinner is talking about his prank with Paige when JT runs by and de-pantses him. The entire hallway laughs because Spinner is wearing heart boxers. Back in literature class, the group is practicing their performance. Terry seems to have taken Rick's advice to the heart, but she doesn't understand what three-quarter means because her entire body is facing the audience versus Marco. 
Like she's literally like just facing them. What else is there? I see you over there. What you eating? I'm trying so hard not to chop really loud. They're porkless snack rinds. They're like fake <laughs> pork rinds from Trader Joe's. <laughs> I know you're not eating at Trader Joe's. I don't know what happened to Trader Joe's. You gonna cheat on them like that? Oh, girl, absolutely. <laughs> it took me 10 minutes to realize what you were talking about. Absolutely, because the price point is there. <laughs> the price point is in my budget, honey. I need all the Trader Joe's. Okay, that's valid. That's valid. I hear what you're saying there. All right, let's keep going. Where were we? Um, I don't know. Oh, so Terry got her whole face to the audience. She over here got her back basically to Marco, and she's shouting her lines towards the crowd. Jimmy is just like cut. What is going on with this nonsense? What the hell are you doing, Terry? And she's like, it's a three-quarter roll. So Jimmy has had enough. So he turns around. He's like, Rick, mm, let's talk. We're going on this afternoon. So I will. Because I'm the director. Rick gives Jimmy a look that I'm sure he wishes could kill. Hmm. Unfortunately for everyone next season, Rick realizes that while looks cannot kill, guns can. But we will get there when we get there. Because I'm the director. Can you believe he actually said that to me? Rick is pissed and on a rampage. He plants yet another seed of self-doubt when he tells Terry that he just doesn't want her to embarrass herself in front of all those people by following Jimmy's shitty advice versus his. Valid. It seems like it's not valid. His advice sucks, but he seems very convincing. And also mm-hmm. the guy who plays him is a pretty good actor. Yeah, I have to say for a child actor too, um, he does a good job. But also the reality here is she really was a better actress under Jimmy's direction. And she it was. sucks that he has so much power over her thoughts to think the opposite. Cause she was actually being normal in the beginning. I'm like, nah, like Terry should never been the main character. Cause she's a terrible actress, but it's just cause she was listening to Rick. Yeah. The worst acting that I've ever heard of Terry was actually her just genuine acting on the show. It was the episode we referenced with Fariza and Terry goes, but why would you say that? None of us are like that. Um, so, I mean, that's probably the worst acting I've ever heard out of her character. But that was really her and not her. So I don't know if that's fair to compare it to her. <laughs> I remember that. Anyway, where are we? So when they're performing Marco's play, things things seem to be going well. But then Terry looks over at Rick in the audience and he looks visibly uncomfortable and disappointed in her. So instead of continuing as she was, she decides to finish the play and performance by following Rick's advice. So she's got her. She's following the three quarter rule, but the bitch don't know what three quarter means. So she got her (laughs) whole body towards the audience and she's doing that weird ass deep breathing thing. Jimmy is tired and his face shows it. The entire class starts laughing and Terry leaves the stage embarrassed after finishing her performance. I look like an idiot because of you. Excuse me. Everyone was laughing. Should have listened to me. Rick tries to assert his control back over Terry. He grabs her arm very tightly and this scares her. The next day, though, he brings flowers to apologize for what he did the day before. It's super manipulative. Mm-hmm. He this yeah. um this episode I re- I feel like before we started this podcast this was one of the episodes I rewatched because I was gonna start rewatching again and I just remember being so angry watching it not to victim blame but because I wish someone would have just punched Rick in his face 
<laughs> like, right. This is wild. And like Terry, again, we'll talk about how Hazel's actually a really good friend when it comes to this. But I hate this for Terry's character because she always had a crap storyline and Rick was terrible. Like I hate him so much. It's very convincing and it's literally a TV show, but it's very convincing. I remember growing up thinking this is insane. Like I want someone to punch him in the face. But then I hate how when they when he does come back to Degrassi, spoiler alert, he does come back at some point in time after everything that goes down and they bully him. And then you're kind of made to feel badly for him, Mm -hmm. for him getting bullied. And for what it's worth, my argument is that the people who were involved with bullying him had nothing to do with Terry. Right. They were just taking advantage of being a bully, which is what kind of pissed me off about it. Like, by all means, don't talk to him. Don't date him. Make stay away from him. But some of y'all are getting in on this just to get licks off. And so I can't even feel good about him finally getting punched in the face because it's not mm. done in a way, which I, I I need Terry to punch him in the face. Absolutely. That is what I yeah, and that's I such a good I didn't point. Get that. Yeah, I don't like that at all because they really do try to like kind of make him a redeeming character. Like, oh, he came back and he's really, really sorry. And these people are being mean to him. Like, no, they should have literally just avoided him and isolated him so that like again we are gonna find out what happens to terry but isolate him just like they ended up isolating terry pretty much you know what i mean yeah it's just it's such a complicated storyline once we get to it that have so many sides to it because it's just really hard you know yeah i i feel like when you look at it when you talk about you know school violence and when it occurs it often feels very polarized. Oh, people bullied someone, so they did something violent. Okay, well, that person was a victim. They did something violent. But in this case, Rick wasn't only a victim. He was also a perpetrator of violence against others, which mm-hmm. makes it really hard to argue against or, or like for him. Right. So, I, I mean, I guess and theoretically, I guess what it shows is that things are not black and white. But then it makes it hard because it's like some kids really are just bullied for no reason. And like they might be quirky or weird or different um, and they're being bullied for reasons which they shouldn't be bullied for. But this kid theoretically should be bullied because he was abusive. Yeah, he was a bad person. But that's a good point because at the beginning of this episode before all this happens and we see how he is with Terry, that's kind of how you're you want to see Rick, right? Because it's just like, he's just different. You know what I mean? Like, he's obviously very quirky. Like, we've all had people in our class that were like that growing up and that people would isolate them too, but they were just different. But then it draws a line when he becomes like manipulative, possessive, and abusive. Then it's like, I don't care how quirky you are, you're a bad person, you know? (laughs) And it's it's almost as if like, they were kind of picking up on something about him that was Mm -hmm. different and odd. Who knows? Anyway, we'll get there when we get there. Back to this episode. So he's bringing flowers. He blames his jealousy. And then he showers Terry with compliments. Oh, I'm just jealous because you're so amazing. You shouldn't blame me for reacting that way. And unfortunately, she takes him back. Hmm. Hazel and Paige can be seen gassing Terry up in the back of the room. They see her flowers because they view Rick as a big romantic with a disposable income, the best kind. (laughs) Look, Paige be right though. Like she, like the person she's applying to, it's wrong. 
But mm-hmm. a big romantic with a disposable income, she was not wrong on that one. Yeah, she was absolutely right. And for her age, quite wise, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, beyond her years. <laughs> so they asked Terry, like, hang out with us later. So let's catch up. Terry says, well, I need to check with Rick first. And Harry's like, Hazel's like, mm, I, not Harry. Hazel's like, mm, what's this bruise on your arm? Which Terry's like, oh, volleyball, sir. Hazel looks over her like, bitch, I knew what was going on with page one, right? And I know what's going on here ain't right neither. Mm-hmm. Some, 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 let's not click in the math, not math, because we did not have volleyball. And it's always in the bathroom, always in the girls' room. Always. that The way that these kids go to the bathroom. <laughs> Honestly. Spinner fake apologizes to JT so he's able to plant a fart machine in JT's locker, which he makes go off when Manny gets close to JT. This is stupid because if JT could just get a girlfriend, he would leave Paige alone, <laughs> which would get him out of Spinner's face. But, you know, here True. we are. Spinner's, Spinner not thinking. It was a good prank, though. Like, it was a good prank, but it didn't have a lot of, like, long-term thoughts. <laughs> Terry asks Rick if she can hang out with Paige after school for a girls' night. And Rick is like, mm, but I can't go. Are you using this as an excuse to talk about me or talk shit about me? Rick, you're being crazy. Rick hurts Terry again after she says this line and she storms away from him. Then, yes. Um, I was just looking over my notes on where to go from here because this is so frustrating. But I think I've already said what I was going to say. So continue. <laughs> so it's wild that you're so frustrated by this, as we should be, because we go back to the plot B where I'm just like, this isn't even a palate cleanser at this point because I'm just so annoyed by JT. So right. JT shows up at Spinner's job to just be a horrendous customer at the dot and makes Spinner upset. Spinner gets upset once JT starts mimicking him and picks him up by the collar. His boss oversees Spinner gets Spinner gets punished and he's moved back to being dishwasher. JT apologizes the next day. They talk it out, but JT got the last prank in by writing a love note to Miss Kwan from Spinner. What an odd thing to send to teachers, right? And they did it to multiple people, but like it's, I mean, I guess it's weird either way. Like that's not appropriate, but to Miss Kwan too. Like y'all never know how to leave her alone. Like why are you no. harassing her? Leave her her little husband in remission by himself right what are you doing but yeah i never i honestly have to say i never thought about writing a love note to a teacher because i feel like that's the easiest way to get expelled like that's inappropriate and (laughs) right someone could report that you know what i mean and try to look into it further this is harassment because especially because you got especially now you got to do things over the top because now you need to know that i did not like this and i reprimanded it because i want nothing to do with children because some people out here are nasty and you need to know that i am not yep that's exactly it right there because you just never know it's literally like don't want to do the most it was a prank not big deal but no i need to do the most because y'all not gonna catch me up right make me lose my job all over the news for something that's not even real because there are people that do that and that's the problem people be out here so nasty all right so we're gonna close this episode terry is boasting about her relationship with rick and Paige, or with rick to Paige and hazel Paige is gassing her up, but Hazel starts asking if there are any issues with Rick. And she's clearly onto things. And Terry's like, mm, he gets a little angry, but you know, it's only because, you know, I do things to upset him, which is just really sad. But also, I think kind of the textbook, I think Terry and Rick's dynamic in this ex- in this episode 
is the textbook example of what you expect abuse to look like. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. that it's an, an, an accurate reflection of what abuse looks like. I think we've learned, or many of us have learned over time that it looks a variety of ways. It, it's not always physical. It's not, you know, we can recognize a lot of more of emotional mm-hmm. abuse and everything. But when you think about what abuse looks like in the textbooks, it's Rick and Terry. So she right. kind of represents them like, oh, well, I upset him. Um, Hazel calls out the marks on Terry's lip and Terry's like, mm, it's a cold star. And then Hazel says, girl, does, is Rick hurting you? And then Terry's like, you're jealous. Jealous? Nobody loves you and he loves me and you want to take that away? Terry? So I got a question. Have you ever accused your friends of being jealous of your relationship? Have I ever? I don't think so i think that that is so weird like i can't even imagine like a younger me being like you're just jealous like (laughs) so Um, my mom would always be the one to say like yeah they're jealous or jealous i'm like literally mm -hmm. nobody nobody wants nobody cares and she'd be like (laughs) no girl they're really jealous but i don't necessarily think i think jealous is kind of Yes, people probably do experience jealousy, but they don't recognize mm-hmm. for what it is. But I think like it's a lazy, not lazy, but like, I don't think people are jealous. I just think that they're unhappy with themselves because if they were mm-hmm. happy with themselves in their own situation, they would not even be thinking twice about me. So them being upset about me and my relationship has nothing to do with me and my relationship and everything to do with themselves. So yeah, not that they're jealous, but they are unhappy. That's a good point. Yeah, I feel like I could never, the amount of times that they do it on Degrassi too, I don't think I could ever outright or had to ever in my life be like, you're just jealous. Because I feel like that's a reactive statement almost. You know what I mean? Like you have nothing else to say. So you just accuse someone of being jealous when it's probably something completely different. And many of the scenes, like, well, actually I will say there have been times when Manny has accused Emma of being jealous and she is jealous. Mm -hmm. That's true. And you know what, now that I think about it, I've had men, not many, but I've had a friendship that I could compare to Manny and Emma's almost, So, but I still don't think I've ever outright called the person jealous, but I think I've experienced a friendship just like Manny and Emma's. But it, it it's so funny that you brought up that your mom would say that people are jealous because my mom would do the same thing. Just like, I knew she would. She seemed <laughs> like the type. That person is just jealous of you. Like, that's always a thing. And I'm just like, I guess, but like. We could just talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, there's no need. (laughs) But I will say that I think, like, Emma was jealous in a different way than what Manny was saying. Because Emma's like, Mm -hmm. you're jealous because Paige and Hazel like me and they don't like you. And no, that's not what she's jealous of. She's jealous because she cares about you and you are now spending your time with other people and she wants the time that you are giving to them. So two different, we're talking about two different things. And yeah. So anyway. Terry storms away from Paige's house only to run into Rick in the alley. Weird. He's not, she's not in the mood for his bullshit right now. And she's like, "Mm, I need to be alone because Hazel and I just had a fight. Rick is like, well, you shouldn't be hanging out with her anyway. I got some rules for you. And Terry's like, absolutely not. You are suffocating me. Rick then pushes Terry in response. And she's like, that's the last time you're going to do that shit. Read him. Mm, She did. Is that also awesome? is that how the episode ends? But no, there's one more scene. No, there's more. So Jimmy tells Terry that if Rick ever bothers her again, that she should let him know. So it seems like she's kind of shared the reason of why they ended up breaking up with her friend group. Terry says she knows she needs to be done with Rick, but she still cares about him. 
But then when she finds a rose on her locker, she destroys the flower with a look of determination and the episode ends. Whew. This also feels like, I know it comes up again later, obviously, but it was interesting that they resolved it so quickly. Not mm-hmm. that I would want her to continue to be abused, but I think sometimes we talk about how Degrassi will be realistic with being like, we're not handling this situation the same episode. But I guess the right. next episode that we see is kind of like an attempt at redemption for them. And that happens too. you know, like people try to come back. So I guess that's realistic. Yeah. And it's probably Degrassi wanting to start an issue and end it in the same episode if it especially for the american viewers at least because that's what they love to do right yeah i feel like it probably should have occurred over more episodes in the background Mm -hmm. and i'm not sure if you get kind of more background storylines in future seasons of degrassi but if so actually i want to say that there's another um partner abuse storyline with the i don't even know what generation you'd call them but Still in TNG, like the 14 seasons, but our mm-hmm. later um, characters. And I don't know how, like, I'm not really familiar with, like, seasons 10 through 14. So I don't know how many episodes it takes over. Also, their seasons are, like, 50 episodes long. So there's that. I hate when they do that. <laughs> like, they just drag it out so much. Whew. Anyway. um, You got a moral for the episode? My moral was uh, directed at both storylines, and it is leave that man. Mm, you're right. <laughs> Break up with him, sis. Honestly. What about you? Um, I didn't have one, but I guess I imagine I think that the Degrassi writer's kind of moral was the ability to recognize abuse if it's happening to your friend. Because mm-hmm. um, I think one thing I, I regu- regularly say is that your friends are going to notice what's going on before the adults around you know what's going on. And then it circles back when we do come back to the storyline because it's not just important to know what's going on with your friends and be all macho like Jimmy and say, if you need anything, let me know. There's another step that they need to take. So you need to know what it looks like. And then also Mm -hmm. you need to know what to do when it does happen. Um, So the Degrassi kids go through it so you don't have to. And mm-hmm. that is, I think, what their intentions of this episode were. That is a good point. And shout out to Hazel for being persistent. Like, she didn't just buy the volleyball thing. And, I mean, that happens in the same day, too, like, where she points out her wrist and then she sees her lip. So she was able to put two and two together. But, you know, there's always a fine line between, like, prying in someone's life and, like, actually being helpful. But I think she did such a good job at it because she was trying to at least act like she was interested in it to get more information versus just being like what's going on with you right and i think so. it's really hard you know i always say minding my business is free 99 but there's a certain point in time when you have to know not to stop minding your business and to ask questions absolutely and you know see what happens after that yeah that's a good point i don't have anything else do you have anything else no i think that about covers this episode okay so, you guys know my favorite episode of this season, maybe even series, I don't know, is coming with Christmas rapidly approaching. Craig finds himself slowly losing interest in Ashley while continuing to cheat on her with Manny, who soon has become a comfort to him. 
Craig doesn't know whom he wants to be with more and continues to see them both behind each other's backs, while also accepting the risk of losing both of them. Meanwhile, Joey and Sydney find themselves getting increasingly serious, but Sydney's jealousy comes out when Joey begins spending a lot of time with Caitlin, who begins to develop feelings for him. That wraps this week's episode of the Load the Dot podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username Below the Dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes385 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back on your airways this time next week, whatever it takes. Where the way the feeling about it, talking about the way it's gone.